the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends who have joined us for this live stream worship service, coming to you from the historic sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. It's uh, it's always wonderful to be in the house of the Lord and to be able to worship. And um, even though many of you are at home, or most of you are at home, we know that you can enter into the spirit of worship because the Lord is wherever we are. The title of the sermon today is What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. What do you do when circumstances aren't turning out like you want them to turn out? What do you do when things aren't going like you want them to go? You have one of three choices. You can look down in discouragement or despair. You can look around for someone to blame or you can look up to God in hope. If you are in a circumstance right now that seems hopeless, if you are at the point of despair, you are not alone. For thousands of years, people have been in impossible situations, hopeless situations. Listen to the psalmist in Psalm 88. Verses 1 through 4. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer. Listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I am as good as dead like a strong man with no strength left. I like the message paraphrase of verses 3 and 4. It says, I've had my fill of troubles. I'm camped on the edge of hell. I'm written off as a lost cause. One more statistic, a hopeless case. 
The psalmist is feeling pretty hopeless, isn't he? But he knew that there is only one place where he can find hope. In verse 13 he says, O Lord, I cry to you, I will keep on pleading day by day. You see, if you are feeling discouraged, if you are feeling in despair, let me remind you that discouragement and despair are just a hunger for hope. So what do you do when you're feeling hunger for hope? Wait for circumstances to change? That's what a lot of people do. I'll wait for the circumstances to change and then I'll be okay. But what if they don't change? Then how do you find hope? You may be facing the worst circumstance of your life, but you don't have to live without hope indefinitely. A good example of hoping in difficult circumstances is Abraham in the Old Testament. God called Abraham and told him that he's going to go to a land where he would have a huge family, a rich place filled with milk and honey where they would really enjoy life. Abraham takes God at his word and he goes to this promised land and he finds rocks. There was no place to live. He and his family had to live in tents. There were all kinds of problems, famines, difficulties. Yet Abraham still trusted what God had said. Now this is what the Bible says Thousands of years later, about Abraham, as Paul is writing his, his letter to the Romans, in chapter 4 and verse 18, Paul, Paul says, When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. That's a whole different way of living life when things might look hopeless. I've met a lot of people who know how to feel hopeful when the circumstances are good. I've not met many people who know how to be filled with hope when the circumstances are bad. So how can you be filled with hope when it feels like you don't have the energy to hope any longer? How can you be filled with hope when you don't know how long you can last? The question is, what do you do when you don't know what to do? When you don't know where to turn? When you don't know what to do next? I believe there are four things that the Bible says we can do. Number one, make God's love your lifeline. Make God's love your lifeline. So what is a lifeline? A lifeline is something you hold onto when you don't have anything else to hold onto. As Christians, God's love is our lifeline. Yet here's the crazy thing. 
When we face tough times, it is the easiest thing to make self-destructive behavior our lifeline. It offers a quick fix. And so we turn to self-pity, anger, entertainment, drugs, alcohol, things that only make our circumstances worse. Some people make their job their lifeline. But a job is not enough. What if you lose the job? Some people make their spouse their lifeline. But what if they are going down with you? Only God's love will last through any and every circumstance. Only God's love is there every moment of our life, no matter what. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, David says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The same God who made heaven and earth cares about what his children are going through. Lamentations chapter 3, 22 and 23 says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I don't know about you, but I'm filled with hope when I think about God's love and mercy. Because he's a God of love, a God of hope, a God of mercy. Now, if you drive into a gas station, what do you hope to find there? Gasoline. If you go into a Dunkin' Donuts shop, what do you expect to find there? Donuts. You go to God, the God of hope and love, what are you going to find? Not fear, not guilt, you are going to find hope and love. Because that is who God is. Make God's love your lifeline. But how do you do that when you are feeling hopeless? Jeremiah gives us the key in Lamentations 3 and 22 and 23, which we um, just read a while ago. But I, I want to read it in the, in the New Century Version. Jeremiah says, The Lord's love never ends. His mercies never stop. They are new every morning. Now, if God's love is new every morning, then I need to think about it every morning. You see, see, if you are feeling hopeless, or if you don't want to start feeling hopeless, before you get out of bed in the morning, try to remind yourself that God's love is your lifeline. Say to God, God, no matter what happens today, I know that you love me and you always will. Remind yourself of that day after day and it will make a difference in how your day goes. But the second thing is make patience your priority. When I'm feeling hopeless, I don't want to hear about patience. See, if you're in the middle of a problem and someone says to you, oh, just be patient, does that sound like an answer to you? No. 
Yet the scriptures tell us that patience can make a difference in our lives. And um, the patience also translated endurance. Listen to the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 5, 2 through 5. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Our priority is to solve the problem that we have. But that's not God's priority. His priority is to grow us through the problem. So why is that? Because God knows that we are going to far outlast any problem that we have. Problems might last five days, five weeks, five years, or even the rest of our lives. But compared to eternity, that is a short time. So because God knows that we are going to far outlast our problems, he's more interested in in our growth than in solving the problem we have immediately. Our problems are the raw materials out of which God manufactures hope, out of which he moves us to trust him. Growth and hope are not guaranteed results of problems. I know plenty of people who go through great problems and they have not grown spiritually one bit. They have no hope in their lives. See, it takes patience. That's why we need to make patience our priority. So what is it that keeps us from hope? Circumstances, we may say. But it is not our circumstances that really keep us from hope. We all know people who have the best circumstances you can imagine, but have no hope. We also know people who have the worst of circumstances, but their lives are overflowing with hope. So obviously it is not circumstances. So the question then is, how do you stay patient when the problems come? And I would say, don't try to face your problems alone. Don't try to be patient alone. God never meant for us to face our problems alone and to be patient alone. Listen to Paul in Galatians chapter 6, 23. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. The law of Christ is that we love one another. This is the law that Christ gave. Love one another as I have loved you. And if we obey the law of Christ, then it will cause us to want to share the troubles and the problems of each other. 
The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12 and 15, Be happy with those who are happy, and weep with those who weep. And thank God, People's Baptist Church has learned to do that. And we do that often. As we pray for one another and, and shed tears for one another before God. But number three, make prayer your pressure release. Make prayer your pressure release. Who do you talk to when you feel hopeless? You can talk to other believers, you can talk to your friends, you can talk to family members, you can even talk to professional counselors. But you also need to talk to God about your situation. Talk to him regularly. Talk to him honestly. Psalm 17 and verse 1 says, Hear me, Lord. My plea is just. Listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. It does not rise from deceitful lips. Oh, we pray these pious, fancy, religious prayers. But forget about the nice-sounding words. And forget about praying and in order to please people and to make them feel that you know what you're doing. Tell God how you feel. Tell him what's really on your mind. He knows what you are thinking anyway. If you can't talk honestly to God, who can you talk to honestly? Listen to the psalmist in Psalm 143, 7 and 8. Please hurry, Lord, and answer my prayer. I feel hopeless. Don't turn away and leave me here to die. Each morning let me learn more about your love because I trust you. I come to you in prayer asking for your guidance. You see, we can talk to God honestly because he is a great God, a God who invites us into his presence to share our needs and concerns. Talk to God every day. Take some time every day, preferably at the beginning of the day, to talk to God honestly. Talk to him about the opportunities of the day. Talk to him about your feelings, about your relationships, about your problems. Whatever is on your mind, talk to him about those things. And if you begin to do that as a daily habit, it will make an incredible difference in your life. When you find yourself in a hopeless situation, start making God's love your lifeline. Then make patience your priority and, you, and make prayer your pressure release. And then finally, number four, make God's promises your plan. Proverbs 19 and verse 21. We may make a lot of plans, but the Lord will do what he has decided. You can count on that. When you make God's promises your plan, you can't lose. 
When you're feeling hopeless, any plan seems good enough. We will chase after just about any plan because we are trying to find some hope. We run here and there, get involved in this or that scheme, waste money and time hoping it will make us feel better, but make God's promises your plan. So the question is, where do we find God's promises? In the Bible, God's book, God's gift to us, which contains over 7,000 promises from God. So when you feel, I don't know what to do next, begin reading the Bible. Start somewhere, and I would recommend just start with the Psalms or with the Gospel of Mark or with Paul's letter to the Philippians. You'll find some promises there that you can count on. As you begin to read the Bible, ask God for a promise that day for you. Romans 15 and verse 4 tells us, Everything written in the scriptures was written to teach us in order that we might find hope through the patience and encouragement which the scriptures give us. Note the words, patience and encouragement. Now, which of those two words do you like better, patience or encouragement? No, I like encouragement. But it takes both encouragement and patience to be filled with hope. And the Bible gives us the strength for both. It was Dale Carnegie who once said, most of the important things in the world have been accomplished by people who kept on trying when there seemed to be no hope at all. The question is, how do you keep on trying? Where do you get the encouragement and patience to keep on trying? The scriptures give us the encouragement and patience or endurance that we need. But how do you stay focused on God's plan? Now, it is easy to focus on other things. It is easy to get sidetracked. But here's a practical step you can take. Focus on God at least every week when you come to worship God. That's a time when the body of Christ meets either in person or virtually. But when we worship on Sundays, in person especially, we interact with God's word in a way that reminds us of his promises and his plan. We look at God's word together, we see his promises together, we understand his plan together, so we can hope together. Being together and listening to God's word together tend to lift us up together. And there is strength in that. When we worship, it's a reminder together that God has a bigger plan for us. It's a reminder that God is our strength in times of weakness, our guide in times of danger, our comfort in times of sorrow our inspiration in times of difficulty, and our hope in times of hopelessness. When we come together to worship, 
we find comfort and strength and assurance from knowing that God is fully aware of every cross that we're carrying, every valley that we're crossing, every burden that we are bearing, every tear that we are shedding, every trial that we are facing, every responsibility we are shouldering, and every discouragement we are encountering. So when you face a hopeless situation and don't know what to do, remember that God's grace is sufficient. Remember that God's love is abundant, that God's mercy is everlasting, that God's strength is omnipotent, and that God's wisdom is perfect. He sees all, hears all, he knows all. Nothing escapes his attention. He is above all and beyond all. He is the supreme authority uh, over everything and everybody. His word is final and nothing can alter it and nobody can change it. Nobody is above him nor like him. He always was, he is, and he always will be. And one day, soon, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess not only that he is God, but that his son Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords to the glory of the Father. And so we can say with the hymn writer, All the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, here by faith in him to dwell. For I know, yes, praise God, I know, whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.